Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Doing okay. Dealing with the winter allergies because it's post-Thanksgiving now, so that means my immune system goes to hell, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Mm. Indeed, I had to turn on my Otherwise, heat in uh, Los Angeles. I wasn't expecting that already. Mm, yes. I've had to turn on my heat in Texas, too, and, you know, it's about damn time. Seriously, <laughs> it's like the end of November. What took our state so long? And, I mean, I think tomorrow we have an expected high of, like, 71 in Fort Worth, so it's still not that cold. Right. Yeah, I mean, but for you're us, still wearing it's like, your hoodie oh, now it's you chilly. Want Mm-hmm. <laughs> but next weekend it's going to be raining in a high of 53 degrees Ooh. and with me as well is peter dency how are you peter i'm pretty good uh today feels like friday for me instead of instead of saturday the day that we're recording because we weren't working on because i wasn't working on thanksgiving and i usually do work on thursdays so my nice. so at least for yesterday and today my days have been slightly off like like before 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 you got here ben like i literally asked sarah i was like is today thursday like friday or saturday and we, we both paused for a second it was like i had to really think about right it, before I could it took say like five seconds before we were like okay wait yes it's it's saturday today like that is today's day of the week like it was a mess for a good 10 seconds i felt really bad for your information, gentle viewers, we we're recording this two days after Thanksgiving. Yeah, hence if you couldn't catch that. The, you know, onset of winter allergies and the confusion of the date. <laughs> we are college-educated right. well, people. We're very smart. We we are, and we all have interesting <laughs> jobs. <laughs> None of us work classic nine to fives, at the very least. So that's true. Yep, a bunch of weird millennials working weird millennial jobs. All right. Well, this week we saw episodes 22 and 23 of season two, which would be The Wire and Crossover, as well as Mirror Mirror, which we'll talk about. But first up is The Wire. All right, this one's a little bit long because we learned a lot in this episode. So buckle in. Oh, my God. So much. <laughs> or do we? So much revealed. Put that in quotes. So much not. Uh, while Dr. Bashir and Garrick argue about Cardassian literature and lunch for lying, in uh, line for lunch, excuse me. Garrick doubles over in pain due to an extreme headache. Garrick refuses Bashir's help, but Bashir becomes convinced something is wrong when he sees Cork and Garrick talking in secret. Later, Garrick becomes drunk and belligerent in Cork's bar, and Bashir takes him away when he passes out from the pain. Under examination, Bashir discovers Garrick has some kind of device implemented in his brain, which Bashir assumes is a torture device left there for his Cardassian exile. Bashir goes to Odo for help, and the two spy on Quark. He asks a Cardassian officer to look up a piece of biotech that Garrick told him to find, but the Cardassian freaks out when the search brings up it is a secret device for the Obsidian Order. Odo informs Bashir that the Obsidian dun, dun, Order dun. is the secret police of Cardassia, dun, 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 who are one of the <laughs> most advanced and intimidating spy organizations in the galaxy. When Bashir goes back to the infirmary, he finds Garrick has returned to his room, where he's injecting himself with lethal amounts of painkillers. 
Garrick reveals that he is a part he was a part of the Obsidian Order, that the device in his head isn't for torture, but the opposite, an endorphin releasing device that is supposed to make torture feel pleasurable to the user and make it impossible to gain access to an Obsidian Order's agent's secrets. Garrick, however, reveals he had turned on the device himself in order to sustain his miserable exile in the revamped DS9 where everyone hates him. Now the machine is breaking down and killing Garrick with no way to disable it. Garrick then reveals why he was exiled, because he once stopped a Bajoran prison escape by blowing up a Cardassian ship, which contained 98 Cardassians on board, including his friend Elam. Aboard the ship was the son of a high-ranking officer who exiled Garrick for his actions. Garrick then collapses, and Bashir promises to help Garrick kick his endorphins habit. During the long recovery, Garrick becomes agitated and tells Bashir he actually likes him, which makes Garrick even more miserable. He then reveals that actually Elam was the one who wanted to blow up the ship, but Garrick let the prisoners escape. <gasps> Twist! <laughs> However, when Garrick collapses again, they discover that even with the device off, Garrick is dying. Bashir learns unless he gets detailed medical records, he can't save Garrick's life. He decides to meet Inabrin Tain, the former head of the Obsidian Order. Before he leaves, Garrick finally reveals Bashir the real truth. He and Elam were close friends and the right-hand men of Tain, but a scandal broke out. Garrick was going to frame Elam for the scandal, but before he could, Elam framed him and Garrick was exiled. He begs Bashir to forgive him before leaving. Bashir meets Tain, who knows everything about Bashir and Garrick. He shows utter disdain for Garrick, but agrees to help him live because he wants Garrick to suffer. Before he leaves, Bashir asks Tain what became of Elam. Tain laughs and informs Bashir that Elam is in fact Garrick's first name. Garrick is saved and resumes his lunches with Bashir as if nothing has changed. When asked what if anything Garrick told him was true, Garrick says that everything Bashir he told Bashir was true, especially the lies. What did you think of The Wire? Oh, thank God, that was a lot. HBO series. <laughs> yeah, this is a long, <laughs> a long... This is why yeah. I was late to recording, because this is a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> we learned a lot in this episode, is what I'm saying. Uh, and we learned nothing did, as well, which is... Yeah, did we? Right? That, yes. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> um, My thoughts in it, and, and, I, and I, did, I didn't realize it until shortly before we all got on to record. This wasn't... It, uh, uh, um, kind of as a slight aside from like I guess the plot of the of, of the um, of, of, the, of the episode but also kind of connected this was an interesting look at um, at, at the at the effects of extended drug use and trying and trying to quit and mm-hmm. the effects that that can have on a person as far as as far as far as their health and their mental state and their emotional state and how and, and how and how that can have it and how they can affect both the user but also people around them like i i i, I don't know why when watching the episode i didn't put i didn't put two and two together for that connection but it, it was an interesting look at it and it's like and how like how bashir had to like go like, go through um go through garrick's true slash totally made up history to like find out okay what was the source of all this and how can we nip it in the bud and like help him so yeah. yeah, no, it is very much a uh, a classic sort of uh, drug rehab storyline mixed in with sort of this interesting sci-fi parallel, which is always something interesting. Did you enjoy this episode, Sarah? Which I really did. This episode was 
to me, quite a bit darker than anything we've seen in the last few weeks of our recording. And I missed that, to be honest. I like it when Star Trek goes there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know. Yes. And in compar- our other episode is uh, much more kind of campy and fun. So, yeah, this is definitely uh, a very intense episode. I just love any sort of storyline like the Joker in the Dark Knight of, of a, someone who tells the same story over and over again as if each one is true. I think that's just a really neat device. Yeah. And I think the reveal at the end that Elam is his first name was just awesome. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed, though. Like when uh, when he first was telling... Um, Dr. Bashir about Elam and he's like, you know, we've been friends since we were kids. We were, you know, more than brothers. I was like, be gay. Be gay. Be gay. But then it turns out that Elam was just Garrick and I was sad. <laughs> I also uh I also tricked accidentally, not on purpose, uh tricked uh Sarah into thinking that uh evil Kira was in love with evil Dax. We don't see in uh crossover. Well that's the next episode. Yes, yes, so Poor, well, you were just Sarah. so excited about it, and you know my my otaku feelings about <laughs> wanting, <laughs> wanting Kira and Dax to be together, and I know it will never happen, but you're like, wait, there's a parallel universe. Sarah, Sarah, watch it, Sarah. <laughs> I was very disappointed, Ben. I'm Led sorry. me astray. <laughs> but it was not what I was expecting. I was, I was freaking out. We'll get to it, though. It was great, though. It was very unique. Um, yeah, I just thought this was just a great episode. Uh, Garrick is just one of the great, great Star Trek characters already, already in season two. I think he's one of the our best characters on the show. And otherwise, uh, every time you get to him, he's just so interesting. And any sort of character who has the ever-evolving mystery about him is always a good one. Um, mm-hmm. We just lost, sadly, today, mm-hmm. uh, when we're recording this, we just lost Ron Glass, who played uh, Shepard uh... Firefly. Yes. Rest in peace, Ron Glass. But uh, a similar character who I love in that show because he's always so sly about his past. And it always just mm-hmm. makes you want to know more, but not want to know more. Right. <laughs> it's a very similar to be honest, situation. To be honest, I mean, yes, he he did know. Um, I'm not going to say the, his name right, but the uh, Cardassian head of the Obsidian Order. Uh, Tane. What is his name? name. Yes, yes, and Abrantane. Um, I mean, he mentioned him, and he was a real person who was indeed affiliated with Garrick, but I'm still not entirely convinced we know the real reason for why Garrick is on Deep Space Nine. No, we still oh, totally. Don't. Like, I mean, th- there may have been seeds of truth in the stories he told, but it's not the whole truth. Yeah, but, right. to, pi- but to pick them and out... And we've got five seasons to go. Yeah, to well, pick I thought them it was out, very... take them until season six. I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced we won't. We will not know the full story until like season six, episode 18. We'll be like, oh, finally. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and... How many seasons are there already? Seven. Seven. Seven, that's right, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, the, the fact that Tane was so bitter about... Garrick is what makes it even more interesting. Seriously. I want him to live a long, painful life. To yes. suffer. Just like, oh. So that's why I'm going to help that. you save him. Right. And that's why like none of those things that even the stories he mentioned, I think, would make Tane hate him that much. You know what I mean? Like, right. It feels like it's even darker and deeper and more interesting than, than mm-hmm. even the stories we were given. But since all the stories had some element of similarity to them, you know, it makes me wonder... 
where that comes from. And it also makes me wonder if maybe Garrick was higher up than we sort of gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. And and to the point plain, that I do wonder if Tane is, is in a sense... not so plain and simple, is he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you enjoying Bashir and, and uh, Garrick's sort of friendship, and this is sort of the culmination of it? Do you feel like it was earned? Yeah, yeah. I um, I'll be honest, I've never really been that fussed about Bashir, but in the context of this friendship, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not a character you like following generally. Mm. I mean, he'll. I no. mean, he's. But I mean, I mean, I. I go ahead. I mean, I, I. I like Bashir, but like, but, but, um, but, I, I, kind of, kind of along with Sarah, like, like, Bashir, Bashir is not one of those characters that I will instantly like latch onto and go for, but, 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 uh, but when it's like when it's Bashiring, when it's Bashiring Garrick, then it's like, okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Although honestly, that may be in large part due to that Garrick is a very interesting character. Actually, yeah, so you're, you're right about that. I'm interested in it from that standpoint. Well, Bashir is very egotistical, so I think he would be want to be the one to figure out Garrick. You know, you <laughs> would be yeah. the one who'd want to go. I got you. I know exactly who you are mm. now. Garrick is Bashir's and... ultimate mystery, more than more yes. more than any illness right now. <laughs> And I kind, of, I kind of like that they're friends that just, you know, maybe not even really friends, but they, you know, go have lunch together once a week. And it's just a thing. Like, everyone has people like that where you don't really know why you, you know, may see them on a regular basis, but you do it and it's comfortable and it's someone to talk to yep. and mm-hmm. it's there. Like I think that's, you know, <laughs> kind of sweet, actually. What I thought is his reveal that he actually liked Bashir and that made him even more kind of disgusted yeah. with himself was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like when he said that uh, the station's always too cold. It's like such an interesting thing I never thought about. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. the Cardassians got to choose what their environment looked like because when we see Tarak Nor, which we see in the next episode, uh, it's always dimly lit and I guess hotter than we uh, give it credit for and. I think that's a very interesting idea like you know that you have to sort of it's such a weird thing to think about but that you have to appeal to like the Bajorans and humans over the Cardassians and I don't know, it's just a neat little side thing that he said that I thought was very interesting I had a dream I was on a space station last night it was really cool <laughs> I could look outside and see like galaxies and stuff it was neat uh-huh. random aside it was a really intense dream I liked it that sounds awesome. That sounds nice. Yeah, there honestly, honestly reminds me of Xenon, <laughs> girl of the twenty first century. Oh lord! Yes, to you two and to any of our listeners. That. Do you remember Disney Channel original movies Xenon? Do you remember that shit? That was a thing. <laughs> Do you remember seeing every commercial break? Zetus Lapidus. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin oh, just uh, reminded me of a of a of a show. Kevin Sheila, a friend of mine, uh, reminded me of a, Kevin! a show he used to watch. That I used to watch too. That was that starred uh, Julie Stath from uh, Firefly, and I need to pull up the name of it because it's like one of those shows that just like was buried deep in my nostalgia brain that I completely had forgotten about. And when I saw it, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> that was real? Space Cases? The show Space Cases? I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's a terrible show, and it's worth watching because it's terrible." Doesn't right, ring a bell enough. for me, but I now feel like looking it up and watching it. 
<laughs> you might you might it might trigger something deep inside your brain. <laughs> I look forward to I it. mean, I uh I trust uh, Kevin Shields and yours, Ben, uh recommendations on shows. <laughs> totally. so, we don't recommend I'm not sure it. If we more recommend it for <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, sir? I'm not sure if this is a recommendation. Not really, no. That's what I was saying. Okay. It's, it's more of a, huh, that was real kind of thing. Mm. So, is there anything else to say about for The Wire? Um, more just... Not... More just a continuing curiosity surrounding Garrick. I mean, I mean, I mean, especially after... Um, Sarah messaged the gift between uh, the get the gift to us on our message thread. Message thread. Um, I'm I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have seen it by now. The one the um the the gift of the gift um from the gift of Oprah when she's like, so what is the truth? And it's like, and it's like, and it's like <laughs> every time Garrick speaks, right? And it's like literally by the end of this episode, like it's just like, okay, we thought we were getting the truth. We thought we were finally like reaching the core of who you are. But what? But like now, you have more questions. What is the truth, Elim? Mm-hmm. Elam Garrett. Uh, like, does he have a middle uh, name? I, I, we don't know. Are we? Are we gonna have to go like full mother out. on? Are we gonna have to go full mother on and be like, hey, be, be, be <laughs> like Elam, so and so, Garrick? What is the truth? Tell me now. <laughs> or, is, or is Elam gonna pull like a Gene Parmesan Mission Impossible Three where he pulls off <laughs> his Ebron Tane and he's like, I was Garrick all along. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. So next up would well, be Well, one uh, one oh. more quick little little comment about um about the show having nothing to do with the uh, Bashir or Garrick really, but just another little character moment that I quite liked. We keep keep hearing about um Tobin Dax as one of the precursors <laughs> to Jadzia Dax. And uh earlier on in this episode, there's a sort of alien plant thing. I think it may be an animal. I don't really know. It's alien and um you know dr bashir asks uh jadzia you know did did, you know any of your precursors have any luck with plants and she says uh, not really the only person the only one who gave it a shot was tobin and he had uh worse luck with plants than he did with women (laughs) (laughs) and i just and we know that he was like this shut-in nerd who just you know for for lack of a better word because i'm kind of a shut-in nerd as well but you know just you know without you know charm or social skills and i don't know that just made me laugh a lot it's maybe a, more than it should have it's a message for all shut-in nerds and maybe in five life cycles you'll be as badass as to see a tax all right and next up would be crossover but since it is a continuation of the TOS episode Mirror Mirror. We'll talk about that one first. So, Mirror Mirror is from season two, episode four of the original series. In this episode, after failing to convince the extremely peaceful Halkin people to give over their dilithium crystals, Kirk, Uhura, McCoy, Scotty are all caught in a transporter accident that crosses them over into the Mirror Universe. In this reality, the Peaceful Federation has been replaced by the Terran Empire, a collection of humans and Vulcans hellbent on conquering all known worlds. The Terran Empire is ruthless, where command is earned by killing superior officers, torture is a common punishment, and Spock has an evil beard. 
Kirk maintains the illusion <laughs> that he is evil Kirk and manages to almost escape, but not before evil Spock learns the truth. Kirk pleads with evil Spock to think about the Empire rationally, and evil Spock agrees that he has calculated that the Empire can only last for a few more centuries before being destroyed. Kirk pleads that evil Spock use a death ray device owned by evil Kirk to assume command and lead the Terran Empire out of its evil ways. Evil and normal parties are switched back and we leave the Terran Empire for another hundred years. So quickly, what did you think of Mirror Mirror? Evil beard. Well, we'll say evil beard. Evil beard. <laughs> evil beards. Have you seen uh, 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 the great episode of Community where they have uh, the darkest timeline? With the evil beards, this is uh, where that reference comes from. I've not goatees. seen that episode. It's wonderful. They they are in the darkest timeline and decide to uh, embrace it by gluing fake felt beards onto themselves. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that sounds great. This is good. Yes, I highly recommend it. But yes, well, what I do we think, think of the this uh, the picture the picture they have on the memory alpha page for this episode right at the top? Oh, yeah. So it pretty much says it all. It's Captain Kirk doing a Nazi salute, and it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> right. <actually. clears throat> so yeah, I mean, it was it was a really good episode. Um, you know, great acting for all of the uh, the original series cast members, such as it was for Star Trek in the sixties. Um, really creepy scene with Chekhov being really rapey towards. Yeah. Oh my lady. God, yeah. Was that this episode? No, that was Sulu was, was really was rapey it? with Uhura. No, yes, yeah, Su- and then That's Chekhov right. tried to my kill bad. Kirk. Yeah, che- Chekhov got rapey in the one of the Klingon episodes we watched. That's right. Mm. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got my original series episodes mixed up. But yeah, yes. Sulu was real creepy with Uhura. I did not appreciate it. Which is yeah, I, was... is it weird the fact that I'm just I thought about the whole time that that um. That George Takei is gay, and like he must have been extra weird for him to do that or not. I don't know. It just I could not think about that during that scene. Like, no, I thought of it that didn't too. really cross my mind. Actually, maybe that's you just said me. it crossed yours, yeah, Peter. I don't know. Yeah, for a split second, I was just like, oh, hmm. But but then, yeah. but then but but then but then I but then I also thought of Sir Patrick Stewart um like the the like the the, the the parody video the parody video that 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 he that he made a while back and he, where he's just like that was acting and it's like yeah. it's like okay yeah <laughs> that's true that's true you thought I was asleep acting um, <laughs> yeah no this episode is just a lot of fun uh, I think it's actually somewhat sort of interesting. It's a lot more interesting than I think it, I remembered it. it. It's definitely well known for its, you know, evil Spock beard, obviously, and its sort of campiness and fun. Um, but I think there's some interesting stuff about the evil. I think it's really funny that it kind of touching that uh, the evil counterparts on the normal Enterprise are captured like immediately. <laughs> like immediately, Spock is like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you're evil, so you're going in the brig, and right? Stay there." <laughs> like it was just and so then, obvious. Uh, yeah, well, it's much easier for like a peaceful person to pretend to be evil than an evil person to pretend to be peaceful, which I think is very interesting. And also, yeah. just thought and it was really interesting. says exactly that when uh, when our uh, Kirk and crew get back to their Enterprise, they're like, "How did you know?" And you know, Spock says it was much easier for you as civilized people to pretend to be barbarians than yes. it is for barbarians to pretend to be civilized. And for some reason, that really like it's a good line, yeah was resonated or like was deep and i can't really say why because it's like just a fact <laughs> but yeah and also that was really interesting that a, a logical vulcan could look at his empire and be like yeah empires fail 
Like this is shit. It, yes, we're yeah, screwed. Like, yeah, like it, th- these never work. <laughs> you know, we know history. These never work. Uh, which I thought was really interesting and kind of telling. And I think it was interesting that Kirk logicked his way out of out mm-hmm. of it, and we later learned kind of succeeded, which I think is very interesting. But yeah, it's much like crossover, it's just a really good excuse to have all the main stars just have fun you know yeah like, right just be super campy and fun and cheesy but like okay we want you to be your character but opposite and evil <laughs> and and and, they, and, they, and, they, and and like they really they really pronounce the e and evil they're like we want you to be evil, evil. <laughs> with an extra e like, oh yeah goody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally so is there anything else to say for a uh, mirror mirror before we move on Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most evil Kirk of all? <laughs> them all. <laughs> does this d- does this beard look good on me? No, shave it off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leonard Nemo with the pasted on Van Dyke beard. Not, not <laughs> but a classic, memorable look at the very least. For some reason, oh, yeah, I always totally. thought that um, that that there was that he and Spock were on the same screen together. I don't know why, but maybe parodies have done that. Because I know Futurama has done like the evil bender thing, or he has a goatee. Yeah, they've done <laughs> like, that. That's how you know yes. evil bender. Why? Why do evil people always have beards? Like, why? I, I think mean, not Mirror always. But the, it. the archetype. <sighs> really? I think it started it. I don't know anyone that was done it before. I know it's just like not an easy mind. way to be like, that's the bad guy. Yeah, he looks different. Can you tell? <laughs> be like, hey exactly. guys, look at me. <laughs> well, I think it was uh, I think it was like Futurama also that had like a thing where someone like drew a red X on themselves. It's like I'm the regular guy, red X. Don't shoot me. <laughs> nice. It might have been Rick and Morty too. All right, so crossover. Oh, this will be back to Deep Space Nine season two, episode twenty three. While traveling through the wormhole, Doctor Bashir and Kira end up in the peskiest of places, that darn mirror universe. Yeah. There, Deep Space Nine is still Terok Nor, led by a very sultry, evil Kira and her right-hand man, Garrick. Kira is taken to evil Kira's headquarters, while Bashir is sent to work in the depths of Terok Nor, where Odo is the evil commandant, and poor, poor Miles is stuck mending <laughs> We learn from evil Kira that Spock O'Brien did take over. must suffer. <laughs> he must suffer. Seriously? Even in the universe, he suffers. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> we learn from evil Kira that Spock did take over the Terran Empire and brought about a new wave of peace. But the damage was done as an alliance of Klingons, Cardassians, and Bajorans, tired of the Terran Empire's abuses, took over the Terrans and enslaved them. While Eva Kira tries to seduce, well, Kira, Bashir yeah. tries to convince O'Brien that his mere counterpart was a strong soldier and head of operations. O'Brien seems inspired, but refuses to help. Kira meets evil Sisko, a pirate working for evil Kira, who sells out Terrans in order to get favors. Kira is disgusted by evil Sisko and tells him she believes he's better than that. Later, Garrick tells vanilla Kira that he wants her <laughs> to kill evil Kira <laughs> and take her place, eventually giving over power to evil Garrick, who will then let her leave. Kira tells Bashir to help and tries to get evil Sisko to comply, but he refuses. Bashir escapes and kills evil Odo and convinces Mirror O'Brien to help. 
He's not evil. He's just a Brian poor guy. <laughs> yeah, they are captured. Yeah, he's and exactly evil, the same. <laughs> and evil Kira gets really, really mad. O'Brien says that he believes Bashir's stories about a world where Terran and Bajorans get along. And this moves evil Sisko to help them escape. Evil Sisko takes Smiley O'Brien with him to go cause some trouble. And Kira and Bashir leave the Mirror Universe for good. So what do we think of Crossover? Okay, first off... Vanilla Kira. <laughs> Vanilla Kira. <laughs> that w- I was not expecting that. N- nor-, nor was Sarah. That was too good. Va- <laughs> evil, evil, evil Kira is talking to Vanilla Kira. It's like, um... <laughs> Like evil Kira, and I was gonna is like really. I was sexual. gonna say something like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say something like, you know, there's no way that Kira's vanilla, but I'm thinking about it, it's like maybe she could be. I mean, she's really like religious in the Bajoran faith kind of thing. Well, she did have that vision about Vedic Burial, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe but it's not. Like, you know, yeah. In comparison. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It, it fits perfectly for this episode. Oh, Evil yeah. Kira. Mm. Evil Kira wanted to have a hot mm. lesbian relationship with herself. She like did. that is some interesting ass kink, man. Just so fascinated with herself. He's like, "Wow, I look good on the other side." Don't and I? maybe yeah. include the two Ciscos. Maybe. I kind of got that vibe at one point. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Cisco might have been a bit of a. A bit of a little like love slave for Kira, it's possible. That's that was definitely the impression oh, that yeah, I totally got. Totally, or he was at least completely enamored with her. Yeah, kind of a pet thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got too. Totally. Yeah, this episode is just a lot of fun. <laughs> Much like the other Mirror Universe episode, it's just it it comes at a good point. Um, one of the worst decisions TNG ever made was that they did the Naked Time or Naked Now, the remake of the. TOS episode where they all get drunk as the second episode of the series and you don't know these characters and they haven't been established and it's just it's awful because like why would you remake the characters on the second episode but it works really well here because we've had two full seasons to enjoy these characters so it's really damn fun to see Cisco uh just be ridiculous and Kira have fun because a lot of these actors tend to have to be more stately particularly Cisco it's it's like Mm -hmm. Avery Brooks has the weirdest delivery of any actor, and I love him for that. And <laughs> God, he was so much fun in this episode. So it was just a lot of fun, I thought. Would you either of you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, I mean, as we established earlier in this podcast, I was very disappointed not to see um, yeah, I'm Evil sorry. Dax. Yeah. Or, I do want to see uh, Evil know, Dax. At least alternate universe Dax. Yeah, totally, totally. Because, like, what is a trill who's been evil for seven lifetimes? <laughs> what is that equal? And, that, and, 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 that, and, that's, and that's, that's even, that's if even the trill, like, like, like want, wanted, wanted to join. Yeah, the, what side uh, they are on, yeah. And, I was going to say, yeah, it's like, or, or even going a bit further, what if we had seen Jadzia, but she like hadn't ju- been joined? Yeah, just as Jadzia. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like were, the, were the trills, were the trills in, in, in this mirror universe, were they even considered to join? The, to, 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 join, to join this 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 big alliance, yeah, yeah, it's Dax in a different body somewhere. I agree. I hope uh, I hope if we return to the mirror universe, we get to find out what evil Dax is up yes. to as a covert, and hopefully mission, she's please. up to Kira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, oh, I'm a terrible person. Uh... 
but I do think it's an interesting episode for learning a little bit about um, other characters, which I think is what also oh, yeah. interesting. Like, I particularly think it's interesting to watch Odo and um, yeah, Eric, or sort of the two as most fascinated by watching. Yeah, the way again, props to the actor who plays Odo because you know he probably has less. Um, face movement ability than most of the other characters because of the prosthetics he has to wear right. but he just looked evil yeah in this episode like, like, like with like with his pose with the stance with how he was holding himself and i mean of, i mean of course like with with with, with more restrictive movement because of, because of the face because because of the face prosthetics his eyes like damn I, it's like okay shit yeah i'll be yeah i'll be afraid of you working in the mines yeah yeah. yeah, and I think it's interesting that he kind of goes along with whoever's sort of in charge, which is sort of interesting, you know, that he he totally, perhaps he was also abused by the Terrans when wonders, you know, that if maybe yeah. instead of the Bajorans, you know, treat him well, like maybe he's treated horribly by Terrans as well, and why he, because he revels so much in his right. evil commandant state, you know, and we always know Odo like kind of wants more power on the station, so it's interesting to see him have like sort of free reign of the station in a dictatorial way. Yeah, it, it felt I, yeah for me. It felt like like seeing see, seeing Odo in the in the mirror universe kind of kind of felt kind of felt like kind of felt like um like like, th- like th- this is the Odo that that we would have gotten if um for, for with a couple of things um in our in the universe that we that we know if the Cardassians had kept control of the station, but if but 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 it, but if but if he had give if he had been given more authority to like really run things, I mean like so yeah. so I mean so I mean once I mean once again like if if just, if just a few things have been shifted, um and in, in, in the universe that that we know this is the kind of Oda that we might have gotten, and that and that's like totally a and I think it's interesting the uh, the episode before we saw that he did something kind of a uh, little bit intense which is uh, put a secret camera in Quark's bar right, you know? and granted Quark always mm-hmm. is causing trouble but it's still pretty big breach of security problems so right like yeah the, it, it does show that he does have those and he has in the past been like give me more power give me more stuff so it's interesting to see him kind of at the, mm-hmm. at the height end of that and we even hear and we even hear in several episodes when whenever whenever a security issue comes up like he, he keeps saying if you would give me more authority i would be able to i would be able to legitimately do my job more effectively so it's like well what if they did give him that power what if they did like give him that much free reign questions mm. sorry you're looking to say something oh uh, go for it i uh it, it's a little bit of a spoiler for upcoming things just to say uh, i just found out that we do come back to the mirror universe uh, sometime oh. in deep space nine that's exciting i won't say what episode or what season Okay, but we come back to it, and I'm excited for this. <laughs> Either way, I, uh, I fell into the the black hole that is. Uh, yes, the I already saw as we all wiki. Do. universe wiki page. It's a bit of a spoiler. You're right, but I didn't. I didn't read any it, plot so. synopsis. So. I didn't. Me neither. I'm just looking to... like, are there more episodes in Deep Space Nine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, well, well either well, either way, it's back. Either way, it's good to know that, that that basically five minutes after we said, "I hope we revisit this 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 universe," that it's like, "Yep, we will." Cool. <laughs> and I think this is one of the things that makes Deep Space Nine such a good so- show. Like so often, I find at least one of us, sometimes all three of us, saying, "I really hope we come back to this because this was a great subplot," and uh, it's it's good that the show continually, you know, leaves us wanting more of a particular thing. 
They're like, oh. we're going to introduce this new thing. Oh, you did a good job with that new thing. Do it again. I also think it's interesting that they have been, at least this season, already doing more TOS crossovers, which is very interesting. Yeah. So we already had the you know the, the Klingons and now we're doing the Mirror Universe for the first time since TOS. And I think that's it's cool. It's cool that they're going back to TOS. I think they kind of know that... The Deep Space Nine people are probably the real hardcore fans, you know? Uh, well, TNG had a little bit of a broader appeal. I know DS9 was always a little bit less popular in the ratings. Um, and so maybe by this point, they're like, well, we can make it a little nerdier and a little bit more for the fans <laughs> and bring yeah. back stuff they remember, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil it for you guys, but I did uh, I did look ahead at what was one of the highest rated uh, DS9 episodes, and it is a direct uh, sort of tribute slash continuation slash something of a, a TOS episode. So they continue this tradition mm. for a while. So yeah. I also really enjoyed episodes. Garrick in this episode. Cause again, you got to see like scheming Garrick at his most evil. Most. Like yeah. really scheming And you got like Garrick. a good, yeah, it was a good episode to follow um, the wire with, because you kind of got to see, Oh, this was what Garrick probably was like in the Cardassian empire. He's scary. I, uh, I have a question about this episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this Klingon-Cardassian alliance in this alternate universe. Why does a Bajoran have so much power on this space station? Well, they said the Bajorans were captured by the Terrans instead of the Cardassians in this universe. Oh. Now, why a Bajoran okay. has more power than a Cardassian, I don't know, but I guess maybe in the sense that they are all equal? And maybe she was just the most mm-hmm. capable. Yeah. Okay. But at the very least, the Cardassians did not conquer Bajor. It was the other way around, from what I understand. She said. Gotcha. Which is why she hates Terran so much. I uh, I think I was I was distracted um, during the scene where that got explained. <laughs> Sarah, would you like to explain uh, the dress that Kira wears? <laughs> oh God! Because I got a text about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. It was just really pretty, okay? <laughs> uh, I love you, Sarah. You're adorable. <laughs> but like, I'm out of wine. But like, talk, talk, like talking about talking about uh, evil Kira and vanilla Kira. I I like I liked that part of the. I'm I'm gonna keep using that. I'm sorry. It's too good. No, um, it's perfect. Um, I I I like I liked that part of the kind of shaky relationship that that, 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 the, that the two of them developed over, over the course of this episode part, part part of it involved our kira like at, at least in the beginning um, uh, from what i can remember right off the top of my head um in, in, invo- involved involved our kira asking evil kira what did you all as bajorians do to make yourself so strong because i want to use that for my own people mm. mm-hmm. yeah I, 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 I mean, because like, because like, you're you're in you're in the you're in this alternate universe. You see, you, you you see essentially your own people being way more evil than you've ever seen them, and yet you still see parts of it that you're like, I could use that in a positive way. Yeah, because that's how Kira thinks, yep. and she's great. <laughs> One other thing I thought was very interesting. Uh, which answers a question I had: Is that Odo does die? So oh my we do god! Know that Odo yeah, and they and they did it in such a graphic way. Like he blew up. <laughs> he blew That's up, and it's like guts. Yeah, that was really like like re- like really nicely done, quick cut 
between like he shot his because there wasn't like a shitty dummy or anything like they did a good job yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. like he shot he's exploding and it's like gooey guts flying everywhere like like in semi slow motion for about two seconds right and I thought I mean, maybe we'll see in later ones, but they say that he's dead, and I thought he would just, like, reform or something. But That's what I thought, yeah. It was going to be, like, one small part of him to, like, reform, and, like, it's like, nope. Like, nope. Right, it's so like, I nope. guess we'll see maybe if he shows up in later universes, but, like, I think it adds a good stakes for Odo. It's like, oh, he's, he's killable. <laughs> like, yep. he's, not, uh, he's not completely invulnerable to things. Yeah, if someone really took a shot at him, he is not going to pull a Wolverine from X-Men and, like, reform from, <laughs> right. from like, a bone. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking a T two. You know, he's not going to be the yeah. Liquid Terminator. Yeah, for, yeah, for the, yeah, for the, for, yeah, for the, for those of you who don't, for those of you who don't uh, read uh, read comics or or at least uh, X Men Marvel comics, um, I forget what I, f- I forget where in like in like the the expansive Marvel uh, Marvel comics history it happened. But but yeah, but yeah, there was one. There was one point where it, was, it wasn't point where I, it was either Deadpool or Wolverine like literally reformed their entire body from like something that you should not be able to like like, reform your body from it just happened because a comics and b it's just part of their power and it's like we and it's like we got it's like that's not happening for odo if if someone takes a really good shot at him and just takes him out he's just gone well i think i think the hulk accidentally ripped up wolverine in half huh (laughs) and he like reformed all his body he was in halved don't call me on that. Uh, but uh, one last thing, yeah, for me is uh, I was really interested by Evil Cisco. That was a, su- I, I think they sort of knew that it was a surprise, but it is interesting. That he's such an opportunist. Like it's so against, like everyone else, you can kind of see where they're coming from from their own version of themselves, but with different circumstances. But he didn't feel like Cisco at all. But so it was very fascinating that he was so. Dastardly. Yeah, he was entirely different. Yeah, maybe he never met his wife or something. Probably not. Interesting. Probably yeah. not. Interesting. Yeah, he has no. He has no Jake. Hmm. Yeah. I like that theory, Sarah. I like that a lot. Ooh. That maybe that grounded him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. I like that. Was well, there anything else to say for crossover? O'Brien must suffer. Poor O'Brien. Poor <laughs> Every time. He can't even be a, like a cool sellout. He's just poor. He's just suffering. Poor guy. <laughs> then he joins Rebel Cisco in the end. Yeah. Or whatever. Calls him Smiley even though he hates it. <laughs> Smiley. Oh dear. Aw. Anything else for you, Peter? I liked that I, I, I liked that one of the last lines, prob- prob- I think, actually, the final line in the episode was uh, was was when was when was when Kira was when Kira and Bashir got back, and 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 so, um, and and so and so and so when asked, you know, where have you been? Kira's like through the Looking Glass, and it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's kind of accurate. They pretty much had a rather Alice in Wonderland esque experience where you know they all where they came very close to having a off with your head moment. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. And I also like that they return, like they leave in their nice Star Trek uniforms and poor Bashir ends yes. up in rags covered in like soot and Kira's in the hottest dress in the world. Like, oh, right. You yeah. see them coming off the ship like, what happened? And they're like, and they're like, dude, I got a story for you. Let, let, like, let's go to the bar so I can spill the tea. 
All right, serious question, Sarah. I, uh, serious, hmm. Real quick, serious question. You're Kira. You get this amazing dress from an evil person. You keeping that dress? I was wondering that, that too. Weird? I mean, if I look good in the dress, the why not? I don't have to tell people where I got it from. <laughs> I don't know. It's a conversation that dress. starter. I don't wear dresses often enough to <laughs> have a good answer. At the very least, it's a conversation <laughs> starter for Kira. If, and if she's ever well, wearing it at some formal event, she'll be like, well, I escaped death. Let me tell you how. And guy, let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you, let me give you a long story to tell you about how I got this dress. <laughs> I, uh, the, the memory alpha article puts it in a really good way. Um, it describes, um, the intendant evil Kira looking at um vanilla kira her eyes feasting on kira like an excited child on christmas (laughs) who wrote this (laughs) someone who's having a lot of fun a lot of fun that's a hundred percent accurate (laughs) (laughs) yeah evil kira was like evil kira's like that's how we look in this Damn! Like that's uh, <laughs> that was basically evil Kira. <laughs> yeah, I like that she dressed her exactly. The like intendant herself. is in love with herself. <laughs> that's a literal line on the memory alpha. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, next week I think we're getting a little bit darker from these uh, these titles. It's the collaborator and tribunal. So, oh man! I think we're in for some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As we uh, get towards the end of season two, but I can't. I'm almost surprised there's this many episodes in season two. They just don't make shows with this many episodes anymore. I no. feel like they were like, "Oh, there's twelve episodes in a season. Isn't that great?" No, there's there should be twenty four. Well, actually, it's, the- it's insane. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how people in the nineties had time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, looking looking at it, like twenty six episodes is pretty is pretty much how it stays until the end of the series. Like it's twenty six, twenty six, twenty six. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it's gonna be. Yeah, it's it's totally crazy, and I bet you mm-hmm. the D Discovery is gonna be thirteen. I just know it will be. Oh yeah, there's yeah. no way it's gonna be twenty six anymore. They, they, they are those days are gone. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, because like, because you, because you can, you can even look at shows like, like, um, like, uh, like, uh, uh, Mar- Mar- Marvel's Agent Carter. They, uh, they, they were, they were smart enough. Um, unfortunately, it was canceled after two seasons. But even still, when it was, when it was on the air, they were, they were smart enough to be like, okay, we're gonna take this show and we're gonna get like a really good story in eight episodes. Done. Like eight episodes. We're calling it. We're not gonna like try to stretch it out. We're gonna make, we're gonna make it short and compact so that way we like get, we get in, we get out, and and you know what you know what you're dealing with. Totally, totally. Plus, there's just way too much else on to watch anyway, so it's like, (laughs) it's true, it's true. Like that's that's one of the reasons we did this podcast is to help us inspire us to get get through Deep Space Nine because there's a lot of episodes, but Mm -hmm. it's fun to do when we have such lovely people involved. Yay! Yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, as always, want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meat Shield. You can check him out on Twitter at cptn underscore Meat Shield. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. 
You can see more of our shows at TuskenShed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It does help us find new listeners. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.